0: Nothing. Oh, it's there. It's oh, there. Oh, okay. Let's
1: go.
0: Hold on. It's working.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Supernatural Junkies. I'm Alex and I'm super.
0: Dr. Dennis is awesome. I'm super
2: awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've, you guys, like, I'm we've having never done an this identity
3: before.
0: crisis. You really are.
1: You Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: should, I, should I leave it this way? Yeah, leave it.
1: Okay. <laughs> and who else do we have here that's supernatural? Junkies. Do we have somebody
3: else here? I think we do. Oh my gosh. Who guys. is that handsome guy over I'm there? I'm Dr. and I'm
0: pumping it up for Jesus. Woo! <laughs> he is pumping us up.
1: <laughs> and who are you?
0: Oh, I'm. Oh my gosh. Non identity Dr. Kevin.
1: All right. And we are.
0: <laughs> the super natural junkies. junkies.
1: This is Alex, and you're listening to Supernatural Junkies.
0: Where we got the junk and the super.
1: Who's the rest of the junkies?
0: <laughs> we don't even know half the time. We're all looking at each other. Who's going to be who today? Jump in. Dennis. I'll be
2: natural. All
1: right. <laughs> Dr. Dozier
3: gets the,
0: the end of the plate. <laughs>
3: I guess I have to
0: be junkie. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a super junkie, too. Super natural junkie. What are we talking about today, Alex?
1: That's Dr. Kevin. He's just, you know. Yeah. Say hi. Hi. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Welcome. Today, we are talking about a very controversial subject. So if you are sensitive to these issues, like... um, Satanic ritual abuse, sex trafficking, child sex trafficking specifically, things of that nature. That's what we're going to be talking about this episode. We're not going to use explicit terms necessarily, but this is a pretty controversial subject. And some of the subject matter is, well, explicit and a bit horrifying. But we suggest you tune in if you can stomach it, um, because this is an important issue. Obviously, as The Sound of Freedom brought out, right? This is, there's a reason why that movie is doing so well. And I think we all know that what's happening in it, no matter what Hollywood might say, is true.
0: Well, you know, and it's also going to be a couple of shows where we are addressing the powers and the principalities and the, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes. Mm. And that's what's going to come out. And so you can pray for us because we also need your prayers to be protected from, from what we're, we're taking on here in these next couple of podcasts. So uh, Dr. Dozier had a great verse to start with today. He was reading to us.
1: Bring it on, sir. Pour it on us. Let us have it. Can't wait. <laughs> okay,
3: I was reading out of 1 uh, Timothy chapter 1. Uh, I want to read verses 8. 10 But we know that the law is good if a man uses it lawfully, knowing this that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for men stealers, for, mm. for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary. To sound doctrine verse 11 according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust we understand that we're not under uh, the law the Gentiles that I am a Gentile the Gentiles that was never under the law it was given to uh, the Jewish people and yet God does have a standard for all people today we are under the law of love and the law does apply uh, uh, to us today as we can see according to the glorious gospel. It shows us when it speaks of being written with sin, it's telling us that I mean for for not for the righteous, but for the ungodly and so forth. It's showing us that the law shows us sin, and the only way to come out of that is through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. And what was it about sex trafficking, okay? And some of this corruption that we see with pedophilia. What was it in those verses that you were explaining to us that was specifically addressing the issue today.
3: It's the word uh, men stealers or man stealers, andropodistis, andropodistis, that is your Greek word, andropodistis. And what that is speaking of is an enslaver, one mm. who, or a kidnapper, mm. one who reduces a person to slavery, one who steals a person and then sells them
0: to others. Wow. So guess what? What we're talking about today has been going on for thousands of years. And unfortunately, is still going on. And I think it was a little surprising last week to realize, you know, that slavery is we're still paying for the sins of our fathers here in America. And yet people haven't realized that there's more slaves now than ever before. And we're talking about how to try and make things right. And yet we have a whole new generation that is being injured by that, you know. So um, Alex has been stewing on these episodes for a while. So she's done her homework
1: and take it. It's this hard. Way. You know, this is one of the subjects when you go to do homework on it. Um, I'm not going to go on the dark web, but it's really difficult to find any information out about this without finding. They're talking, oh, it's conspiracy theory. It's this. It's that. Um I know that uh, we're gonna be talking specifically about adrenochrome, right? And what that is. Uh, trying to find stuff on that, really hard. But what we can find out about it is just the oxidation of adrenaline, right? And um, so if you look this up, they'll basically say this is a conspiracy nonsense story that was made up by Hunter S. Thompson from a, his book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's also a movie. Um, because in that movie he specifically mentions how adrenochrome is like such a powerful high, it's more powerful than mescaline which is interesting because Hunter S. Thompson is a writer, he's not a scientist, he's not a researcher and he's not wrong. The uh, molecular makeup of adrenochrome um, which is produced in the body is very similar to the molecular makeup of mescaline but um According to those people who have researched it, it is more powerful uh, hallucinogen than mescaline is. It's, It's supposed to be like an amazing high, right? Which is where this stuff all exists. And so when we talk about adrenochrome, the controversial part of this is that it's said to be harvested from the torture of children. And in looking up this information, what I was able to find is that the age that produces the most amount of this is between the a child between the ages of zero so newborn to nine years old after they hit nine now adolescents still produce it we all produce it but in much it's not as potent right um, and it is not as much so if you're going to harvest this for the reasons of let's say um maintaining your youth because it does have rejuvenating effects um on the person who takes it in, right? Um, So the best, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to be doing that to a zero to a nine-year-old, which should be horrifying because this is not just a simple stress response. Like you have a test tomorrow, right? So um, Dr. Shiva, if you want to look him up, you can. He's got videos about this. The way he was expressing this was like, he's like, all right, let's just take this out in nature. He's like, so if a lion, got it right this time, Dr. D, Mm -hmm. is chasing a zebra, Now, just chasing the zebra would produce adrenaline in the lion chasing it would produce adrenaline in the zebra. Is that going to be enough to produce adrenochrome response? No, it's not. It wouldn't be until that lion pounces and latches its teeth onto it, and it is in that state of feeling the pain, the fear, everything. That's when it produces the adrenochrome. So think about like what you would have to do to a child to continue to continuously get that response. And what I loved about the sound of freedom is the way they pointed out like a drug you can only take once, but a especially a child, a human, you can continue to use over and over and over. And I have done a deep dive. I've seen videos where people are talking about that's what they would do. There's rooms where they do nothing. But it's hard to believe. I know this is hard to believe. But we know that sex trafficking exists, right? So those monsters are out there. There are people that are taking advantage of this. But a Survivor talks about how there's rooms where they would do nothing but torture children. Like mm. They were all over the room being tortured so that they can harvest that adrenochrome and then go to a next room where it's a party full of elites and they're all shooting it up like it's heroin.
0: Did they talk about how they distill this or how they you know, break this down into something that's that's usable or No.
1: I mean you can't you can't find that information. You know, when I was looking up this information. So let's go back in the the roots of this a little bit. So in during World War Two, right, Nazi Germany, apparently they discovered adrenochrome. And um That's surprising. I know ways to use it. There's a really crazy story how that happened. We're not going to get into it because that's really far conspiracy. If anybody wants to know that you can always email the podcast right supernatural junkies at gmail.com or um supernatural junkies.com you can find us on there but i'm not going to talk about that on the podcast anyway um so the nazis discovered this they were using it and then in um it was around 1939 that german scientists founded this and then in america after we found out they had been using it we started doing research on it in the 1960s to the 1970s i believe they were using it and the two scientists were doing it they um, we're doing it from animal blood, and um, they tested it on themselves, and they can they attested to its potency, its hallucinogenic properties, and its euphoric feeling. Now, in 1939, when they did this in Germany, they um, took the blood that had this uh, and, and put it into a dead frog. It was dead, and what they found was it it resuscitated that frog, brought its heart back to life. And also rejuvenated it, made it younger than it was. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there's, I, I mean, I have other studies that um, I looked up on the principles of actually even just using young blood because I wanted to see how, like, how credible is this theory? Right. Just taking this this one part of it. Well, you can look up the studies. They did them in the United States, where these scientists um, took mice and they took an old mouse and a young mouse and they sewed them together. And then eventually, after a week or so, they're not probably not even that long. their blood vessels started to fuse with each other, and then, when they euthanized the mice to check them out, what they found was that the young mouse's bones and cartilage was much older, and heart even appeared much older than that mouse actually was. and um, conversely, the old mouse, his organs, had been rejuvenated to appear much younger than when they originally started. so there is. There is something to this. There's merit to that study.
0: Well, you know what's interesting to me is that when you think about blood, right? Well, <laughs> what monsters drink blood? Vampires, right? And why do they have to drink blood in order to maintain what? Their, their yes. youth yeah. and their powers. And so is it an interesting that here you, you think about where did this story come from? And you, you gotta believe that it wasn't just based on nothing, right? We know that cults around the world drink blood. That's part of initiations, right? And we know that the spilling of blood has always been important. But then you think about something so simple as, oops, there my pen goes. <laughs> you think about something like Monsters, Inc., right? The movie, what, what did they do? They went in and scared the little children mm. so that yeah. it could get their energy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And you start like, there's a little sys- foreshadowing the whole- right. there. Right? Little- it's
1: so powerful, that it's more powerful. Well, epinephrine
2: right? is powerful. They, so they do, yeah. they do epinephrine shots into cardiac people. You yeah. look at- but so, you also think about the possible parity of the blood to what Satan's using it for versus what God uses it for. That's right. So like you said, forgiveness has always been in the blood, right? right. Like the power, the life, and, life and death are in the blood, so, you know,
0: But you think about this idea of an older person using a younger person to, you know, use them in such a way to prolong their life. And we see plenty of movies and we can see that this is something that people would and will do. And I think this is where Alex will show you that we had some clinics in America that they were using advertised young blood, Right. right?
1: Yep, and it was called, and you, you think this sounds crazy, but this it's it happened in America. And it's called Ambrosia LLC. It was run by someone named Jesse Carmisen. And um, he opened up clinics in the United States that was promising bloods, blood from adolescents um, and teenagers. That he said where he got the blood was from blood banks and what they would then do, because they promised rejuvenating... Uh, youthful effects for anyone that took the blood, and and that's how they opened. And they they were open. They opened five offices in 2015, I believe. That was in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Tampa, Omaha, and Houston. And he would charge for one liter of blood for the one visit, right? Eight thousand dollars. Now, if you wanted two liters, it would cost you twelve thousand dollars. So you got a discount. But I, I mean, imagine. He claimed to have 69 clients by the end of the first year. And you're not just doing this once, right? So, I mean, imagine how much money he made off of that. Um, and he promised that it was absolutely from young people.
0: <laughs> you know, so whatever he's doing, he's he's promising this. First of all, how to get this, right? Where, right? Who does and he got to deal they, with? They
1: took PayPal, of all things. <laughs> right. Credit cards and PayPal to pay for this blood. Uh, but then... Uh, OK, so you're thinking, this is crazy. They, they had to be shut down. No, in fact, they practiced for about two years before they were shut down. And the reason they were shut down was because of shady business practices. It wasn't because of what they were doing. Nobody had a problem with that. Um, so, And their average client was between 35 and 92 years old. They claimed to have a couple millionaires as clients. Um, But they ended up closing in February 2019. It's not that old, folks. And then in February 2018, South Florida hosted a young blood symposium put on by the South Florida Bone Marrow and Stem Cell Transplant Institute, purporting to be about the rejuvenating effects of young blood. So is it so hard to believe? I mean, we use stem cells from aborted babies, right? We we have made a commodity of human life. We have monetized uh, children specifically newborns preborns, right we mm-hmm. have made them a lucrative business so is, is this is not hard to believe right I know there. if you look it up they'll be like this is all crazy talk by QAnon or whatever but the truth is if you look around what we're doing right now it's not so hard to see that in fact this is happening this isn't crazy um, what's the next step right from you know taking the blood um, in, in torturing a child and using that, but also taking the stem cells part of your aborted fetuses to use for medicinal purposes. It's not that hard for me to, that next step is like, of course, you know?
0: Well, you're going to see, you know, exactly. We don't have some videos of some of this stuff, and that would be horrifying to even see and watch, but we do have, you know, things that we do know. And so we can see here, I mean, just look at Planned Parenthood. Look at their lobbying, how much money they have. Look at how much money they are getting, okay, from these aborted fetal tissues. Look at how much money China is making by force-harvesting human
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay, organs. Mm-hmm. Okay, this stuff is happening around the world on a global scale. And then there are people that are buying this. They're buying other human beings. And we talked about, of course, how there is immortalized fetal tissue, in virtually every vaccine.
1: Right. So, yeah. so you can
0: see here that that some of these things and again this is some type of unholy communion right. that, that you're taking when you when you take a, a vaccine. And so these are the things that people are completely unaware of and these are facts that we're using children, infants, younger people, okay, for our own medicinal purposes. This is a fact.
1: Right. And just for those of you, because I had to look it up myself, stem cells, why getting them from uh, fetuses is so important, right? Well, because fetuses have um, undifferentiated stem cells, right? And, um, and it exists most proficiently and in the most amount in developing fetuses. So then the the point of that, right? Harvesting that from them is because stem cells can be um, made into any cell in the body. And that specifically is why the fetal stem cells are so useful.
0: So that's something that everybody... Well, they more if, abundant in fetus. Right. You think about, well, I need a new heart, I need a new liver, I need a new joint. Well, there's a huge demand yeah. for these tissues. Yeah, there and are. Again, it's
2: amazing that the research is not keeping up with it either.
0: Well, and, and the th- same thing, where is the disclosure? Where did these stem cells come from? This is not disclosed from you. I know that there's uh, several different um, types of things now you can actually distill out your own uh, stem cells
2: right, you get from adipose tissue and mm-hmm. so forth and, and the fetal stem cells typically come from placenta from so the placental stem cells. Right.
1: There are mention, on this deep dive of baby factories. Mm. So there's a lot apparently there's a lot of baby factories in um, Africa and that's because some of their shamanic beliefs, um say that the genitalia from a newborn from a baby is ext- it's an extremely powerful talisman for bringing good fortune. Uh let's say if you open a business, they'll often put them on the roof or somewhere in the roof of the building um to I don't know. I I guess as a, you know it's hard to look at that at any other thing than a practice to satisfy a demon. So um, but it brings them good luck, good fortune. Good so when luck.
0: you when yeah. you think about a talisman, okay, it's not just to 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 bring something, but it's also to ward something off. Mm-hmm. And so this is the warding off part would be this is a sacrifice.
1: Well, it's like the lamb's blood on the door, right? You right. Know, like, except just the genital. You have a baby.
0: That's right. And <laughs> so we have the blood of Christ that 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 is applied to our lives. You know. As we become believer and baptized and so on and so forth, all these things are pictures of that. But you see here, they're still doing it. I mean, child sacrifice is throughout the Bible by these wicked and evil societies. Well, that's a fact.
2: Yeah, they're doing it because Satan hates God's offspring.
0: That's right. So,
2: so that's why they're they're doing this. And so this is the, and his he's always parroting. God. So yes. God does one thing, he does the opposite. Absolutely. So he's out there to destroy these human beings because he hates them. Right. And these people don't understand who they're following, or some do, I guess, but that's what's going on.
0: And so we can see this doctrine of demons, mm-hmm. okay, This are they're still following. These, these gods that they're serving mm-hmm. require child sacrifice, and then they require that they take and put a symbol on their house about that. Do you see what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. you start to see how that these practices are still happening today. And so when you start to say, well, is it really that big of a jump to say that this is not happening in America? I think you're going to see within the next two episodes that this is exactly what's happening. We're we're in an absolutely epidemic of evil being able to come out and tell us things that are just difficult to believe in here.
3: So that we uh, be not offensive, Uh, when we mention Africa, we want to be a little bit more specific because we've got 54 countries on that continent. And so this is for those of you who are listening. Uh, May not be your country, but in some countries in Africa, such things uh, do take place.
1: Yes, thank you for that. We want to be clear. just like this sex trafficking the largest consumers of this are from the united states yeah Let, let's be clear you know um that finger points directly at the united states as well it's it's not it, i'm just saying that because that's where some of the baby factories that um people have seen look there's other baby factories they just haven't been seen by those people right that's all and they're all over the world it's, it's not just africa absolutely it's the united states too so yep.
3: and even when you you bring that out about the united states uh Just a uh, rhetorical question here. Couldn't that be the reason why you have so many people trying to deny it? I mean, what criminal do you know that goes around saying, yes, I'm the one who's committing this act. I'm the one who's perpetrating these things that are taking place. Uh, They'll try to throw you off the trail, try to stay concealed, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you think about that, because I have... Uh, like today, when you begin to research things, the truth of the matter is, Alex was saying earlier, you really have to do some uh, deep, deep study. And you, you today you need to have some contacts in different places because there's so much that's being lied about today. How can how can you be so insensitive about children, whether it's one child, 10 children, 1,000 children, or a million children, Mm -hmm. how can you be so insensitive and make statements such as, well, it's not really as many as they say it is, or things like that. It does not matter the number. What matters is that this is a problem. It is a heinous problem, and it needs to be addressed, it needs to be confronted, and people need to realize that this is real.
0: Yes, and it's been going on since time, really, throughout our whole Bible, and um, the bottom line is, is that these people are serving this God that requires a blood sacrifice as well. Isn't that interesting? But we already have ours, and His name is Jesus, and He died for us, and it is His blood applied to our lives. Right There is power in the blood. I remember old Pentecostal song about mm-hmm, that. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So we, we go down this rabbit hole, and you start to see that they're just wrapping your head around it. It's not that far to go to see that there's something more going on here than just pedophilia.
2: It's a big-time big idolatry. That's what's going on. I was just going to say that it's, it's, it's idolatry. Um, what their their idol their their worship of, of uh, Lucifer and I just have to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter six and do you, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. I think it's, you know, interesting reminder there at the end because, you know, and such were some of you, right? But you've been washed. But these people fall into those categories. I mean, multiple, right? they are sexual, they're, they're adulterers, they're idolaters, they're fornicators, they're sodomites, and they're doing this to children.
1: Well, babies. They're, they're doing this to babies.
0: Yes. Oh. And, and you got to remember that there's nobody that's really willing to watch an abortion in real time. Nobody's willing to watch it. Even when, they, when that big push was going on to make people to actually see what's happening here, they had to make a cartoon of it.
1: And that's pretty. That's pretty graphic. Yeah, I, I think everyone should have to at least watch that cartoon before they do it.
2: Did you ever see that movie, The Silent Cry, years ago? It was a video of an abortion. It was a documentary that was put out by a pro-life group, and it was you know they were, they showed the the abortion and how the f- the fetus responds or the baby responds yes. and they're in pain. Yes, and so forth. It's very it's very sad.
1: Silent
0: cry. Silent cry. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you think through this, you know. This is the last wake-up call for America. If you won't fight for your children, I think the message of that movie was what? God's children are not for sale. That's right. And if that doesn't stir something inside of you, what else is left? If you won't fight for your children, it's very interesting. We were at a uh, prayer breakfast the other day, and uh, Todd Lamphere was there. And talking about uh, Hezekiah, and this is the guy that God healed. You know, he was supposed to die, and, and God actually turned back time a little bit for him. That, that shadow went backwards. And uh, yet when the Babylonians came, he showed off all his wealth, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's what he did. And because of that, you know, he got another word, and that is that those same people would come back and take everything that he had. Yep. But it wouldn't be to him it would be to his descendants. Mm. And Doc, do you remember what the end of that verse was, how it kind of was quoted, where it says, he talks about how what God has said is good. <laughs> Instead of going, oh, Lord, please let it fall on me. Right. Right? What God has said is good because, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't. it's not going to happen to me. <laughs> it's basically the way that kind of ends up with that verse. Do you remember any more specifics about that?
3: Yeah, basically, uh, what he was saying was, what God has said is good, told, and from saying he was saying also that, but it won't happen in my day.
0: That's right. It won't happen. Not won't in happen. my day. In
3: his lifetime. Uh, so you have to look at the mood, attention, which this is said, but that was some type of comment versus a straight out repentance. And he was considered a righteous king. He was considered a righteous king but he had behaved foolishly that is what the prophet told him when he mm-hmm. did what he did showing them all of israel's wealth and all mm-hmm. that, uh, he behaved foolishly and it did cause them in the end when nebuchadnezzar and his babylonian army came in and they took everything they took it back to Babylon.
0: well you know and to me this is prophetic of what america has done for the whole world we are advertising what we have here to the world and China is something we need to talk about. We need to talk about the BRIC, you know, association, the, the things that are happening around the world that are showing us that America's not number one anymore. You know, and we're we're being foolish. You know, I can't help but think, you know, when you saw Mike Tyson get knocked out by Buster Douglas, you realize that he's a lot better fighter than Buster Douglas. But he didn't come in what? Prepared. Mm-hmm. He came in arrogant. He really did. And, you know, you just see America all over that right now. We have a generation that we don't even realize this. And this is why God is bringing these things to light, to try and wake America up. We've talked about the harbingers, right? It's discipline. God is trying to wake us up. But if we don't listen to what he says, then things are going to continue to escalate. And so this is why, you know, this is a prophetic thing. Alex, do you have this video where Jim Caviezel really explains, you know, what happened in that whole event?
1: Well, before we get there, I just want to mention that one of the reasons this information is being suppressed, and it is being suppressed, is the same reasons that you've heard them talk about Sound of Freedom being suppressed, right? They were allegedly bought by Disney first after the movie was made, which Disney allegedly, I have to say that, for legal purposes, and Disney's uh, has very powerful lawyers. So allegedly, Disney sat on it and didn't release it. And they didn't want to. Um, and then Angel Studios came and bought it and put it out. So why would they do that? Why would they buy this movie completed with the plans to never release it, allegedly? Why would they do that? Um, the same reason this information is really hard to find is um, why, why did Hollywood try so hard to suppress it, right? any of this why every time do you look up adrenochrome they constantly mention crazy conspiracy theories
0: like QAnon.
1: right totally so i'm gonna play this little clip um that jim is speaking on what happened to him after he mentioned adrenochrome
4: but we've seen this over and over again in the media you said ivermectin's bad that's uh, listed under the nih uh hydroxychloroquine is bad for us that's listed under the nih Adrenochrome. That's not true. It's C9H9NO3. This is a um, chemical compound that is absolutely This has been around in modern science since the 1930s. You can actually, there's a synthetic form and there's a, a regular uh, 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 natural form, which is caused by torturing little kids to get their adrenaline up, essentially, and then remo- extracting it from them. Um, when you sit and 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 so I brought this up a few years ago and all of a sudden I was attacked by every media look it up it's it's there they absolutely went after me and the next day um, I never heard from my agents my agency for 14 months Uh, my lawyers let me go Uh, my agency never called me after that and essentially it was done and so when we go and do movies like this, you spend a great deal of time with agents working with them. I didn't realize the connection, though, to my industry and to Epstein Island and all of that.
0: But obviously there is. Wow, that's that's pretty damning, you yeah. know?
1: I, you know, and even... I will, in other episodes when we talk about, we're going to go into some music industry stuff, but the largest agency in the world, CAA, a talent agency. Um, and, and he's talking about th- this represents, I, I would say, 95% of the A-list stars. That, this is a very powerful talent agency. If you look at an overhead drone view or a picture, overhead picture of that agency, it is in the shape of the all-seeing eye or the eye of Horus. Like, it, And that is one of the most powerful and when we're talking about agency they're the people that supply everything for that movie, right? So the the director, the second director, the the photo- you know, the cinematographer, the um, people that do the food services are all provided the agency, right? And that agency is so powerful. But why is it in the sh- shape of an Illuminati symbol? Right. What well, what does that have to do with anything? And, and how right? do they
0: I mean, you know, you think about you know, capitalism, you think about fair market, you think about competition, how can one agency completely own the whole thing? And that's what you, like, think, of, think about if one company owned 95% of the media, it, they do, yeah. but they, at least they make a bunch of companies to pretend like there's a bunch of companies and there's some kind of, like, you know, competition or somebody could report an actual story, right? So they at least pretend that there's more than one player but here's a company that doesn't, nobody's pretending, and he, why? Like he says, this stuff is real, it really exists, you can find all about this, and yet suddenly his lawyers, neither of his agents, and one of his agents he'd had for a long time.
1: Well, when he did this movie, one was, he, so he had two different agents. One he had for, I think he says 14 to 15 years, and the other one for 17 years, they both dropped him. Yes. When he said he was doing this movie.
0: And so you see this, yeah. Why? You
1: know, I, at a cut to them, by the way, because they make, um, tw- I, it depends on if their manager between, um, ten to twenty percent of his earnings. So at a huge loss to them. Right. Right. They step away from because he's an A-lister.
0: Right. He um, was. He was.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to make him an A-lister again. That's mm-hmm. right. That you know we're going to do that you know <laughs> by supporting him.
0: Well, you can see Denzel Washington is also coming out with incredible oh, yeah, things
1: just, in the last few days. he's just come out and he's had a whole lot to say about all these things. Yes. Yeah.
0: And the coercion and the going against your values. So we encourage you to listen to some of the true stories but you start to see it it what they control. When they control this 95%, you know, they can buy up your movie and basically make sure it never makes it to to air.
1: Well, this is I'm going to have to This is another really dark side and I know some of you are going to hear this and say there's no way. Um but I'm going to urge you to critically think about what I'm going to tell you because, in a world where we harvest <laughs> anything—organs, stem cells—from a fetus, right, and sell it to make money or to turn it into things or cosmetics, yes, right. Um, this next part might not be so hard if you if you understand that part. Uh, okay, so and the person that i saw this from claims that this is run by the cia and it's uh the one that she belonged to was a child snuff factory and it was called uncle sam's snuff factory and why the name uncle sam she said it was a nod to the government officials who ran it it was sort of a tongue-in-cheek like look how clever we are we're calling it uncle sam's snuff factory and for those of you who don't know what snuff is, um, there's snuff films where people are murdered, like they're truly murdered. It's not they're acting it out, and people pay to see this. So now we add in child snuff factory.
0: Well, there, there's people no
1: paying to have these children murdered in horrendous ways. I, I can't. I, I'm not going to get into what they were because. Um, it is so awful and horrific that my brain never thought some of the things that she saw, I never, never would have thought any human being could do this to other human beings, much less a child.
0: But you, when you hear some of the Satanists and, that have come out of that, some of these stories are extremely consistent. and well, That's what we're going to get into yes. in our next episode. Where does this rabbit hole really go? But you start to see... There's a correlation, you know, that's happening here.
1: Well, let me just mention really quick, too. This, and this is another... I should mention this before. But just look up celebrities' foreskin um, facial, right? They're using the foreskins from um, circumcised babies, right, um, to put in facials that celebrities boast about how amazing this facial is. Um, we have Kate Beckinsale using it. We have Sandra Bullock that uses it and they've been very honest in talking about it. It is Korean Force baby foreskin and um, who else? I mean, there's so many celebrities that just brag on using this mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Well and just watch any environmentalist show, what did they say that superstitions, about shark fin soup or mm. genitalia of some of tiger, animal yeah. or the horn of the rhino. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, people are willing to kill every one of them. Every last, every last one, one of them. That's
1: why tigers, yeah, tigers are, was there less than 500 in the world?
0: Yes. So you start to see here, this is a part of human nature. This is something that's happening in the world. And, you know, again, you start to see where as we've descended into the abyss, following the doctrine of demons you can start to see where this is starting to lead us you know and that's where we get down to this point where it's starting to believe that the united states government okay and we're going to give you more reasons why to believe how deep this could go but the bottom line is that movie confronted america because not only are we the number one consumer of pedophilic porn but now we're starting to see where we're becoming one of the number one destinations for these children to be brought to, to not just watch, but actually have your fun with. And I think that's the most disturbing thing about the movie is that you have to realize they closed the door. And we don't know what's happening in there. And yet America has to be willing to think about what's happening to our children around the world. And are there, is there really truly an evil in the world that is and could do such a thing? And I think that is something that's hard for all of us to wrap our heads around.
3: The truth of the matter is, yes, I believe there is, well, I I believe, yeah, there is an evil in the world that is causing men to do such things. If, if there wasn't, they wouldn't be doing it. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, man has now degraded himself to a, as you would say, a bestial level. B S T I L, bestial, a bestial level. And that in itself is animal like. And we can, and the reason I'm saying this is because man is doing things where there appears to be no conscious. And the Bible even speaks of that, their conscious being seared with the hot iron, which iron is used for branding. And so there are people who are surrendered over to Satan. Mm. And when you're like that, you, you lose some things. Earlier, Alex was uh, ringing up the the Nazi forces and how they would use these methamphetamine. Uh, uh, I believe this product they would use was called Pervitin. I believe that's what it was called. Oh, yeah. But when they would take this stuff, their confidence would soar. But not just their confidence, but their feelings would seem to, as you would say, go away. Mm and uh their their endurance their endurance they can go on and on and on and on and on and on for days and they would be very savage like uh i believe that with this whatever this supernatural entity is that that comes from satan i believe that men today are able to move that way and even uh then some and we i heard you know, Dr. Kevin saying, God has given America a chance to repent. I, I believe that, but I believe that's a remnant because I, I also believe that what we're going to see from the things that are happening, you will see the impending judgment of God. Mm-hmm. Because there are some vessels that no matter what, they are not going to turn. They are going to reject that opportunity. If you can do this type of harm to a child, Mm-hmm. and you have no conscience, and you make excuses for doing it or even you come up with misinformation, disinformation, mm-hmm. QAnon, uh, conspiracy theories, all of these words that we hear that only go one way and everything that's righteous, you see it as something that is bad. It tells us that there is an anti-God, anti-Christ type spirit that's working right Now, the love of man has gone worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And so when you have people like what we're doing today and what others are doing, uh, this in itself is a call to be aware, a call to fight the fight of faith, and a call to endure, endure to the end.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and if you, you struggle with some of this stuff, another thing that just pops into my head is, Just do a little search on what a super soldier is and how our super soldier program here in America has been going on a very long time. And then you look and find out what a super soldier is, exactly what you were talking about, this drug that they were on, that, again, you look at this description, doesn't get tired, you know, can kill relentlessly with no remorse. These are actual named attributes of something they're trying to create inside what they would call a super soldier. And you look at this description of their super soldier; it would be the same temperament and nature of your average demon. That's the facts, mm-hmm. you see. And is that where we're willing? Really, is that where we're willing to go? You know. And I was just chatting, you know, with with a young man, and he's not even—he's about the same age as me. But I call everybody young man because on this side of heaven, we're the babies. And, <laughs> but okay, that's a good one. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but um you know and he is an atheist but he struggles with human nature and i said well what do you expect we've been teaching people that they're animals for a long time now and that's why they act like animals because you you don't teach them that they are a child of god that is insanely important that reproduces god's very image that each person is special you see that's why people can end up In this way, how they could use, you know, children or even enjoyment. The reality is, is when you look at the porn industry, period, right? And you look at some of the greatest serial killers we've ever had. They will tell you how all of this stuff was important in helping them become so.
2: Right. Depraved.
0: And so this, these people enjoyed killing. So why is it, why is it another step? Why is it so outrageous to say? That there isn't a culture in this world. Look at our obsession with horror movies. Mm. Okay, there is no effect on the mind Come there's, on. I'm telling you, there are, <laughs> in the last few years we've seen oh my God. horror movies yeah. become right.
1: just going to voodoo right 30 yeah.
0: percent or more. At times more. almost 50 percent. Oh, it's it's 50, so why why are human beings sitting down? watching television and watching people being scared and tortured and dismembered in the worst ways imaginable. Tell me, they're doing it because they enjoy watching it. So why is it another step here to say that people don't want to see it for real? You got the market, there's a market there. And we haven't faced the reality. It's the same thing. Look at Columbine, what did it say? Well, first of all, it told you that white privilege Right, These kids, what we've offered them is something they don't want. That the, the American dream of being bigger, better, stronger, faster, having more money than the other guy, looking better than this guy and that guy, and being in this competitive thing was something that left these children in completely empty, with no meaning, no purpose. Look at how Hollywood has all of these people that are killing themselves. Think of Kurt Cobain. Or even can, look
2: at the evil in the in the games. Remember, yes. uh, the role you know, playing. Yeah, and the role playing and these, the, you know, Call of Duty and all these are just just training them to kill. Yes. Him, yes. Theft you know, oh come on, oh. and it makes it a, it makes it a comical. You know, running over prostitutes and, and stuff. Them. You know, yeah. and beating them. But it goes back to, I mean, I, I love the dialogue in that movie Nefarious because the, the psychiatrist is an atheist and he thinks like, oh, yeah, we've advanced so much. And when he just comes back, oh, you did, huh? And he just mm-hmm. he, he retorts with, look, look at your society. And he starts quoting the stats just like you were just quoting and then saying about the enslavement. And he goes, there's 40 million slaves worldwide now. And he goes, and half of them are in sex trafficking. Wow! You Tell know, us
0: about that movie, *Nefarious*. What was it based on?
2: Well, it's based on a a guy who's on death row and he has to be uh, he has to be qualified to die. In other words, he they he's trying to say that he's insane, and um, and it, and so the psychiatrist goes there and to evaluate him, and um, and then you find out that he's actually demon possessed. <laughs> And it's, uh, it goes on from there. But the dialogue and, and, and so forth, if you haven't seen it yet, folks, go out and see it.
0: Well, and that's what you go... We end there because you think about what Dr. Dozier was saying, mm-hmm. that there's a spirit behind this and that this spirit is beginning to grow. And it's an ancient spirit that re- required child sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They burned their children in the fire. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? This, yeah. this is the stuff, and you'll see... This is what's happening now in America and around the world. And the reason it's happening is because good has begun to what? People don't care anymore. If this won't wake you up, we are all so numb. We are all so inundated with so much information. It is we were just talking this morning about it's so hard to even keep up with what's going on. It's all over the place and And you know, at a point you just can't. You know, but this is an issue. That we need to keep up with this is a the place to say god's children are not for sale you know and i think that's what we need to remember here today that this is the call for our generation to rise up and stop this and say there is so far you know i've gone along with this i've gone along with that maybe i'll let you have a personal pronoun right but i ain't doing this one you know what is it going to take something inside of us has to come up and say not on my watch.
2: You would think. You would think something yeah. would. Doctor D, you have anything to add?
3: For our Christian audience, I would, I would like to say this. Uh, I was in a meeting yesterday, and I was hearing a common theme that pastors. Uh, either know and won't say anything, or pastors don't know, or pastors have too much on their plate, too much in front of them on their table. My question is why are you a pastor if you look at it that way? your responsibility is to protect the flock. That's right. That's your responsibility. And if you have too much on your plate, then you need to read John Maxwell's book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and look at what he says about priorities. And perhaps there's some things that you need to take off of your plate because God does not prioritize those things for the qualification of a pastor. But he he does prioritize shepherding the sheep, watching over the sheep, and in doing that, you have to warn, you have to warn. When you warn, you give protection. You have to go out in front, you have to stand out front. I'm one who believe that there are a number of pastors who are doing these things. I believe there are a number of pastors who are doing these things, a number of pastors who are standing, standing up, but they're not enough, they're not enough. And those who really are of God, I'm speaking to true, uh, true pastors now, those who are really of God, if you're listening, you start making a stand. You speak to the people about these issues because God is not pleased. When these children are offended, you offend him. And That's there right. There will be consequences for that. It's better that you hang a millstone around your neck and jump into the sea than offend one of his little ones. And a millstone is, is in a little block. Trust me, it's not. It's huge. It takes a donkey or an oxen or something or a mule to carry it, to, to to use it, to grind those things around. So he's there's a lot of hyperbole there, but he is showing you just how bad it is. Bastards, we have a responsibility to speak these things. These things are not political. These things are wicked. These things are ungodly. These things are insane.
0: Yep. Well, you know, and this is prophetic for America. If America doesn't do something about this, then the millstone is already around our neck and yet our leader said suffer the little children to come unto him Mm -hmm. jesus made time for children you see and this is the heart of jesus christ that we need to remember right and that's why he let the children come he was not too important it didn't matter how many thousands of people were there he paid attention to the children
2: mm-hmm.
0: he knew their names, he knew where they were going to be one day in life and this is why such a beautiful thing is another child because this is God's child, this is another one of our brothers and sisters as we, we go so this has been a heavy podcast we've all been struggling to keep our chin up here and be entertaining and lively and well, it's hard to, hard to be entertaining s- when you're talking moon. about this it is uh, heavy Alex, but we have to
2: remember who is on the throne. That's right. Who is on the throne? Amen. You know,
1: spoiler alert.
0: Jesus, Alex, is on you did so much work on this one. You got to pray us out, baby. Really? Yep.
1: All right, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity to share more of you, Lord, to share this information. We just pray that it falls on those hearts of clay, that they are touched by this, touched enough to. <sighs> Walk around with more discernment, Lord. Walk around with more wisdom and with more compassion, Lord, with more you, just more you in our lives, in our hearts. That's all we need. And we thank all of you for listening as hard as this has been. Thank you so much. You guys have a blessed week. God bless you guys.